Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm John Laurie. And today on the show, we are once again joined by John Laurie from Urban Butler, who specialises in short-term rental accommodation, aka Airbnbs. This is the final episode that we have with John for this season, though no doubt we've got another five topics on our list that we want to talk about, so we'll probably have him back in the future. But today we're going to talk about the different costs that are associated with an Airbnb because they are different from a standal rental property. So, John, what are some of those different costs that we do see from with an Airbnb as opposed to a, a, a standard long-term rental property? Yeah, of course. I mean, there, there is quite a lot. I mean, we can start with furniture, for example. In many, many long-term rentals, it, it's, a, it's an empty apartment, so people are bringing in their own furniture. With an Airbnb, obviously, you need to provide all of that and more. And that includes everything down to creature comforts, whether it's salt and pepper or magazines, you know, coffee table books, the, you know, the whole shebang in order for people to feel at home within the property. And what sort of additional cost might that be? I mean, we talk about um, if you're going to, to furnish a standard rental property in order to, to market it as furnished for long term, We'd usually say somewhere between ten and fifteen k, but that wouldn't include some of those creature comforts. It wouldn't include your coffee table books or your salt and pepper. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we typically uh, it's it's different because uh, the level of quality of the apartment attracts you know is commensurate with the the level of quality of the furniture. However, uh, you know, a one bedroom apartment from from a, an empty shell to guest ready could be fifteen to eighteen thousand. Two bedroom probably another you know or five grand more than that. Um, but of course you can go as, as high as you want. And, and and often, you know, owners will will sort of wince when I when I give them these ballpark numbers, but all you need to do is sit at home and, and look around and add, start adding up the cost of, of the furniture around you and you can soon get up to 15, 20 grand, you know. Yes, and that is a long-term investment as well. And if we're talking about increasing your yield by 50%, yeah. and that and that's that's your net yield before you take into account your, your mortgage and things like that. And of course you can write all these off. Yes, 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 from from, from the tax perspective as well. Perspective, yeah. Because if you are going to you do an Airbnb, of course, uh, it's going to be cash flow positive. That's the whole point of why you'd do this in the first place, in which case you are going to be paying tax, and so you can offset those additional costs as well. That's absolutely right. Um, so other costs would include the utilities. We have toyed with the idea of providing utilities for owners, but it's it's a little bit difficult for us because in many cases you're signing up for 12 months and that sort of thing. So we prefer the owners to pay that cost. And so that's in apartments, typically just electricity and internet. Uh, so that could be, you know, a couple of hundred dollars a month or maybe slightly more than that. So you need to factor that in as well. Mm-hmm. And um, then on top of that, you've obviously got management as well. So for a, for a stand long term, probably because there's less active management, we'd expect that to be 7 to 8% perhaps. You guys are up around? We are at 20% of the net revenue. Um, so that is sort of all, all inclusive. That includes all of our services. There's no sort of hidden costs or, or, or add-ons. Um, but when you consider the amount of work that's involved in multi-tenanted properties you know we could have 70 check-ins or more in one property over a year um, that's a lot more than than what 
you would uh, the, uh, sorry the, a six month inspection for example that that, that long term people will do in a property <laughs> yes 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 definitely three month inspection but okay. uh, but for insurance but that is absolutely true there definitely is more active uh, management and John actually I'll just say for everybody at home we're located in the same office in in Auckland and I hear he- not that I'm listening into your phone calls but I definitely hear some of his conversations on the phone and there is a level of service expected at Airbnb's um, you know you also provide a concierge service I know where there's some really active conversations happening with your guests at, at all hours of the day uh, to right. make sure that they leave really good reviews and you continue to get the the, the bookings and the yield. It, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's very interesting. It's basically two businesses in one. You've got the property management side and the owners and then, and then you've got the guest and the hospitality side of it. So it's really quite different, you know, different hats. From the conversations I've heard, I think you earn your 20% in that that's case. Right, exactly. And of course, insurance is going to be different as well because you, uh, it's going to be a commercial insurance, isn't it, as opposed to opposed to a standard landlord's insurance? That's exactly right. So uh, typically within... Auckland CBD, most of our apartments obviously have a body corp. The body corp insurance um, covers the shell of the building and, and, and certain events that may happen around services and that sort of thing. Then as soon as you move inside the apartment itself, um, you, need to, you need to obviously ensure the content. So if, you're, if you have a long-term tenant there, they would, they would ensure their, their contents and the same if you, if you were living there yourself. With Airbnb, because it's basically a commercial operation, that would, in most cases, make a typical contents policy void. Um, And so we have a landlord insurance that we started to offer to our owners and now we insist that they take it. Um, It's very cheap um, because we've got so many properties on a a rolling um, policy with with, with our broker. We can take them on and off at, at any time. It works out very reasonable for, for our owners, but it means that everyone can sleep at night. And that that's basically covers, you know, um, it covers accidental damage, it covers malicious damage, it covers the contents itself, um, and it also covers things that we don't really like to talk about, like meth labs and things like that. So it really is something that, that gives you peace of mind. And, and what would that cost, you know, roughly a month? Uh, for a one-bedroom apartment in town, it's about 50 bucks a month, so 600 a year. Yeah, probably there is well comparable worth to a normal contents policy. Yes, and if you think about the 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 cost of something wrong happening, it you know, it'd be astronomical. So it's worth taking on that that little bit of risk mitigation in that case. And, and of course, uh, we've all read about Phil Goff's uh, bed tax as well. So I imagine that taxes uh, are going to be one of the costs that are that are slightly higher as well with an Airbnb as opposed to a standard long term rental property. Yeah, and that is the council rate. So it's, it's called a bed tax, but in effect it's not. Um, if you look around the world, uh, and again at that Deloitte um, forum that we went to with Airbnb, they, they talked about um, how they had, had, had been speaking to, the, to Auckland Council around what they do in other parts of the world. Four or five hundred other cities in the world do a, a traditional bed tax, and that is the tourist pays a percentage or a, or a dollar amount on top of their booking and Airbnb facilitates that, gives it to the council. We never see it. The owner never sees it. Just the tourist pays it. And in my mind, that's that's the best way to do it because that is charging the tourist who is adding the extra strain on the utility of Auckland. Whereas Auckland's done something very different. Um, not many people agree with it. It is a way of capturing additional 
um, revenue for the council and, and it's something that the hotels pay as well, even though they don't necessarily like it. So it's a two-prong um, uh, tax. One is, one is the council rates um, and that's on uh, an incremental scale. So to, if, if you're renting out your property for less than 28 days, there is no additional charge. If you're renting out between 28 and 135 days a year, that's 25% business rates. 135 to 180 days a year is 50% business rates. And as soon as you tick over 180 days of rental, that's 100% business rates. Then on top of that, they have um, the APTR. Uh, yep, I always get that wrong. Uh, which is uh, accommodation providers tax. And that um, that adds another little um, factor into it, which is, again, what the, what the hotels are paying. So as a rule of thumb... Um, if you are renting out your apartment in the CBD full-time, if we use a one-bedroom apartment for an, an example, um, you'll be paying you know, somewhere around $1,500 in, in standard council rates. Typically, that will triple for a full-time Airbnb. So you could be around sort of four to 4500 That additional $3,000 or whatever it is... Um, by the time you take out a bit of you know uh, downtime in terms of occupancy, eighty percent occupancy, you know we'd be looking at around sort of ten dollars a day. So that is just an additional expense that you can write off again against tax. Um, that just needs to be factored into your um, revenue calculations. And I guess this comes back to the thing we always say is focus on the net yield after you take out all of your OPEX. That's really, as investors, what we're, what we're looking at is if I do Airbnb versus a standard rental, what is the difference going to be? You know, And we, we know uh, from the conversations we've had, it may be circa 50% higher uh, net yield for an Airbnb versus a, a standard long-term rental property. And that's taking all of that into consideration. Yes, exactly. And that's why you've got to start comparing those apples with apples. So there are significantly higher costs. Have we missed any any others out? Uh, no, I mean, we, we, we do also replenish in all of our apartments consumables. So, again, it's it, the, the, the idea f- for us to get the Airbnbs exactly right is to be somewhere between a stark hotel room and you know a a house that someone lives in (laughs) with wedding photos on the side you want to be bang in the middle which is where you've got your creature comforts but without you know the starkness of a of a of a a single hotel room or all the clutter of of a family home so you've just got to be right in the middle and so um we provide all of the kitchen consumables, all of the bathroom consumables, so that people can just walk in with a bag. They don't need to bring anything with them. They can go down to the shops, buy some food, and cook straight away. They can they can have a shower. So that 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 extra consumable cost again is very important for guest experience. Yes, and if I can sum up the uh, two or three things that we've really learned from the last five episodes, sitting here talking about Airbnbs as an option, it's first of all. It's all about the numbers and making sure the numbers stack up. But more importantly, the Airbnb market compared to a, a the standard rental market is very active. It's You're competing night by night against hotels, uh, against other short-term accommodation providers, and it is a very active and dynamic market, and you need to respond to what's happening out there. Now, as part of that, I know John 
actually just before we started recording this last episode, I wish you'd told me before the first episode, has an ebook where you can learn more about uh, Airbnbs. It's called The Five Top Tips for Every Airbnb Host. And this is going to be available on the Urban Butler website. That's urbanbutler.com. So by the time this episode gets out, that'll be on there. Go over there and find out about those um, those five top tips to make sure you you do this right because it is a dynamic market. You've got to learn different things to the long term rental market that we often talk about, uh, and you've got to make sure that you're clued up about how you're going to sell the property. Isn't that right? That's right. Ed. Um, you know, you really need to stand out now um, in what has become a commodity market. You know, there's a lot of people doing Airbnb. Some doing it well, some doing it not so well. But it's just about standing out in terms of the presentation, the reviews and everything else so that you get more bookings. That's right. And again, this is about yield. And in order to get the yield, you've got to be competitive and you've got to be successful within this dynamic market. Now, of course, if you want to learn about property investment as well or buying your first home, then we do have our online video courses. Uh, our free property investment one is available at opespartners.co.nz, opespartners.co.nz. And we have a special on our first home course, which just launched yesterday, actually, $9 down from $99. You can access that at opusfirsthome.co.nz. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And and John, I want to thank you as well for coming on the show and, and uh, teaching us more about the dynamics of the Airbnb market. There's a lot here for our investors to take away. Absolute pleasure, Ed. And, and as you said, if anyone's got any questions, just get directly in contact. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm John Laurie. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with more daily insights, strategies and tactics to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.